Welcome to Startup to Scale, a podcast by Food Bevy. I'm your host, Jordan Buckner. Join me as I talk to aspiring entrepreneurs, seasoned industry experts, and everyone in between as we unlock the keys to growing from startup to scale. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of the Startup to Scale podcast. I'm super excited to have on today Jason Bedart, who is the Senior Director of Merchandising for Food for a Thrive Market. Jason, thanks so much for being here. Great. Thank, it's great. It's great being here as well. Thanks. Awesome. So I know you're probably a little relaxed. You're getting into things. You just actually got back from a uh, vacation. So <laughs> yeah. I know you're kind of transitioning back into work mode. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's uh, it's also a busy time of year, as you know. Holidays are coming up, so um, lots of fun going on at Thrive Market. But uh, it was good to get some time off. I love it. So let's jump into things. Uh, I know a lot of brands are familiar with Thrive, but from your perspective, tell me a little bit about Thrive Market and how it really differentiates itself in the marketplace. Yeah, so we're an online mission-based retailer. Um, so our our main goal is to provide. Um, healthy and affordable um, products to our members. Uh, we have a very large membership base, um, a little over a million members, paid members. Um, but for every membership um, that is paid, we also give a membership to a person, a family in need, or a first responder, um, just someone that needs uh, access to uh, healthy and affordable uh, products for living. Um, so we're we're very much uh, in the space working with brands that align with our mission that are um, very much looking to uh, provide that access to to people um, around the country, um, but also that are um, that are in it to do good as well. Um, whether it's ethically sourcing ingredients, um, making sustainable choices when it comes to packaging, or um, sustainable choices when it comes to uh, sourcing ingredients, um, regenerative agriculture. So we're we're very much looking for partners that are aligned in that same space. Absolutely love that and the fact that you're so conscious on, on giving back. Um, how would you describe Thrive's customers and what types of products or attributes are they looking for? Yeah, so our, uh, our members are very much, I think, affluent in the diets, in the, the diet space. Um, so uh, when you shop our site, we've got uh, uh, over 75 filters that you can um, just look for our products, um, whether it's looking at ketogenic items or plant-based items, vegan, um, items that are ethically or sustainably sourced regenerative agriculture. So there's uh, a bunch of different ways that you can shop our site. Um, so our members are very much focused towards looking for specific items that fit their diet. Um, if they're gluten-free, gluten intolerant, we've got, um, we've got filters for that. If they're looking for items that are free of the big eight, now big nine allergens, like we have filters for that. Um, so they're very much um, centric towards finding products um, that may be hard to find in their local supermarkets, but also making it easier for them to shop um, where we're reading the labels. We have our quality standards, our ingredient standards, but also providing that way to shop our site where you're not having to dig through products in an aisle um, looking for what's going to fit your diet lifestyle. I love that. I think that's a good overview yeah, of who those customers are and why they come to you. And it's really powerful um, to kind of meet that need for them. Um, so I'm also curious, you are in charge of kind of grocery for Thrive. And how did you kind of come to this position and tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey to get here? 
Yeah. So I wasn't supposed to work grocery retail. I went to college. Um, I have a degree in economics and I was supposed to go to law school, but I started working in a store um, in college as a deli manager um, and a front end manager at the Fresh Market um, in Gainesville, Florida. Um, so after I graduated from college, I was offered a position as a category manager for the Fresh Market. So I moved up to the corporate office did that for about five years and then was offered a position to, to run produce for another small retailer called Earth Fair. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Earth Fair, but they're, oh, yeah, uh, they're great. Uh, yeah, very small, um, very much like Thrive Market in terms of ingredient standards, looking for ethically sourced products, um, really um, customer centric and, and making sure that they're reading the labels so the customer doesn't have to. Um, I worked there for a few years as the head of produce and then moved up to New York City to work for Fairway Market, uh, which is a very iconic retailer here in New York City. It's been around for almost 90 years now. Um, so I had various positions with them overseeing fresh foods, which is deli, cafe, catering, sushi, central commissary, um, the produce. Uh, we bought all of our produce direct into our warehouse direct from farm. Um, and then my last stint with them for about two years, I was uh, vice president of their private brands. So I was redoing all their private label, doing a rebrand, but also um, getting some new, unique and innovative products. Um, and then I just so happened to get a call from Thrive Market about this position. And um, having been in the retail space for quite some time and knowing Thrive Market, this was an opportunity I couldn't pass up. Um, and it also gave me a chance to get back to a retailer that's really into giving back um, and serves a higher purpose just just in selling food. Um, there's a there's a bigger goal and a bigger mission. No, I love that, and it's so important, like you're saying, just like to find the company that aligns with your your values too, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I know this has been a um, crazy couple of years for all businesses, but how has Thrive's business changed over the past, you know, year even and what have you seen as like major drivers? Yeah, I would say um, as uh, as many people have read, there's been a massive shift to online shopping um, where it's not just the e-commerce side with food on the Instacarts or the one hour deliveries. It's now subscription boxes or or things that take a little longer for you to uh, to get the products. Um, so we've actually seen a massive growth in our member base. Um, but we've also had to shift uh, a little bit within our catalog as um, where I said before, the majority of our members are very much health centric, but uh, we do now have uh, a subset of members that are just looking for everyday items um, while still maintaining our ingredient and quality standards. Uh, we have added some more uh, everyday items or you might say specialty items. Uh, one of my favorite items that we just added was uh, is truff um, hot sauce. Not sure if you're familiar. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know them. <laughs> um, but it's like when you think about Thrive Market, you don't necessarily think of truff, um, but our, our members are now um, shifting towards looking for healthier, better for you items, but more on the gourmet side, um, also more on the specialty side. So um, we've shifted our catalog strategy at just a little bit where we're still maintaining that focus on um, healthy, better for you foods and diet centric, but also looking at some, some different items that are more flavor forward, international um, and things that uh, you might not think of Thrive Market first and foremost of. Yeah, it's interesting because I think there's this constant push and pull between consumers wanting to buy 
do all their shopping on one site versus mm-hmm. having to go to four or five sites. Right. Correct. And like, obviously Amazon made that popular. You just like go and get anything that you, you need from there. Um, but it's also like, it's hard to do that as a, as a business and like find that balance. Right. Correct. Oh, that's wild. Um, I guess with that, I like that you're bringing around trough and some of these other things. What categories are you really, are really seeing the, the most growth on, on Thrive? You know, we're still uh, we're still very much centric towards the diets, as I said before. Uh, I would say gluten free is still massively growing, and still an area where our members are very vocal about more, wanting more items and wanting um, just better access to to gluten free products. Uh, of course, plant based is always going to be there. Um, that's uh, that's been a uh, I'm not going to say a trend because trends usually go away. So it's been a uh, it's been a pretty big um, movement. Change, yeah. Yeah, um, area of change within the within the space. So plant based is definitely something that um, that we're focused on. And um, I'm not sure if you've seen some of our recent innovation, but we introduced a, a line of plant based frozen meals under our brand that we did in collaboration with Beyond Meat. Um, so we're also that. doing a lot more in the space, collaborating with um, some of these um, front runners within uh, within these diet centric areas of the industry. Um, but also trying to put our spin on it, making sure that we're listening to our members and giving them what they want. And kind of curious about that, because I, one thing I do find interesting about that and some of your other private labels, you're not just doing like commodity items as private label. You're actually kind of pushing innovation. Um, tell me about that approach to Thrive Brands. Yeah, we, uh, we don't really take anything off the shelf from our, um, from our partners. Um, we very much innovate with them. So it may be tweaking ingredient decks to, to align more with um, number one, our ingredient standards, but also if we wanted to make an item paleo friendly, we want to make it whole 30 compliant, or we wanted to make it um, making sure that the, the sugar in it is ethically sourced. The cacao is coming from an ethically sourced um, uh, area. So we, like I said, we very rarely take anything off the shelf from our, our, our covans, our, our brand, our partners. Um, and we're always innovating with them, trying to push the envelope, trying to, um, get them to, to source differently for their products. Um, that way we can, um, just build kind of a sustainable program with them, but also, um, really strengthen the supply chain around those, those areas. No, I think that's a really great approach to think about private label. Cause I feel like a lot of brands feel like retailers are trying to push them off the shelf yeah. <laughs> and it's great that you want to continue to to support them. On the flip side, are there any categories that are just like fizzling out that you're seeing? Um, I wouldn't say there's anything fizzling out specifically for us. We, we have a very curated catalog. Um, when you look at our site, we've got about 5,500 products. Um, so you can imagine having a very focused and narrow catalog. Um, we see pretty, um, pretty good uh, movement and um, just reaction to what we have on site. Uh, we don't have a lot of redundancy within the catalog. We may have two or three brands for a specific item. Some areas we only have private label for specific items that are staples. Um, so you can imagine within our area, we don't see a lot of stagnant um, or, or, or low growth. I think that's really good. You know, it's, it's interesting because for some other kind of conversations I've had, there's some categories that are like fizzing out a little bit um, just in terms of them being more on the trend side, but it's good to see that you guys haven't been as affected by that. 
The uh, are there any? I mean, with that, are there any categories where you or your team you have just like stayed out of that you're like that you haven't brought in to thrive, but you're thinking like oh, I'm not quite sure that that's going to be the next area. Yeah, I mean, uh, fresh. Uh, we do not offer any sort of fresh foods, um, so we've got a very pretty robust uh, offering when it comes to our uh, shelf stable grocery products, as well as health and beauty wellness. Um, and then we just recently launched frozen. Um, we've always, I might say we've always, but for the last three or four years, we've had a frozen meat and seafood program that's done really well. Um, it is probably our beef program that we've sourced for that is, um, pretty much one, uh, one, in, uh, you can't find it anywhere else in the world. Um, gap four certified carbon offset, um, uh, land to market by the savory Institute certified. So there's a regenerative land management claim to it. Um, so really awesome beef program. Um, and then recently this past year, we've launched our uh, expansion into frozen brands. Um, so you can find Applegate, you can find Amy's, you can find um, Cool House. So some of the, um, the big brands in the space, but also some more niche and unique brands um, within the frozen space. Um, so that's been kind of a a small focus of ours this year is just growing that area of our business and getting that to a, um, a place where it's sustainable and uh, we can treat it like, like a normal catalog. Um, but fresh is one of those areas that we've stayed away from just because it's a, when you think about our shipping model, it's a carbon neutral um, two member. So it sometimes takes two to three days, not very conducive to shipping fresh foods quite yet. Gotcha. No, that totally makes sense. One question that I hear from e-commerce or brands all the time about the e-commerce space, and that's particularly about Thrive, but a lot of them is that, you know, with Thrive being an e-commerce site, why doesn't it just take on like every product that's out there, try it out, do a test. And if it works great, if it doesn't work, you know, drop it off. What kind of limitations do you guys have? Yeah. So with our fulfillment centers, we, we don't have massive storefronts. Um, when you think about the, um, 1 million plus members, plus all the Thrive Gives members ordering products, like you can imagine our, our inventory has to be pretty substantial to, to support that. On top of that, we've got, um, uh, I would say a, a highly curated catalog where um, because it is so curated, we move a lot of those products and we have to have space to warehouse those products and, and make sure we can fulfill orders. Um, so if we, if we were in that, in that realm of trying to take on additional 5,000 products, we'd have to double our space, essentially. It's just not something that we want to do that's sustainable for the business model. Yeah, even though you're an online business, you still have a very substantial yeah. physical footprint that you Correct. need to maintain. So and I would, say, I would say on top of that is um, we are always up on innovation um, trends, you can say, the movements within the space. Um, so we want to keep the catalog fresh as well. Um, so we've got staple items that we, that are core everyday items, but there's a, I would say not, um, there's some turnover within our catalog, making sure that we're refreshing products that we're um, anything that's not moving quite, quite up to par, or our members are shifting towards a different, um, a different diet focus within the categories. We make sure that we're also shifting the catalog that way as well. Awesome. I love that. So I know a lot of our listeners are founders as well. And I'll just say a lot of them are thinking like, oh, I want to be on Thrive Market. How do I get there? Um, what's the best way for, for brands to get the attention of Thrive? 
So we do partner with RangeMe. Um, so we've got um, submission through RangeMe that that they can um, uh, that they can do, and then the category managers will review it. They'll either request samples or um, send a, a note saying that things might not quite be right for our catalog at this time, but RangeMe is the best way. Um, or they can also uh, email us at food.merchandising at thrivemarket.com, and that goes to our entire food team and we would sort through and uh, make sure the correct category manager is looking at the opportunity. Are there any product categories that you are actively kind of looking for that would be a good addition to the portfolio? Yeah, like I said before, we are looking um, to expand more on the international side and Mm -hmm. then flavor forward. Um, So another one of my favorite items that we just brought in was fly by Jing chili crisp. Oh Um, yeah. So it's I love an awesome, those. awesome product. So um, looking for more international flavors, uh, but of course in the better for you healthy space, but also very clean label um, and fly by Jean really fit that, fit that niche for us. Um, when you look at most chili crisps, you normally see like an MSG or some sort of um, some sort of preserve. And so it was really awesome to find one that's uh, completely natural, completely clean and fit and fit our standards. Um, so definitely looking for more flavor forward, more international, um, always looking for snacks, always looking for items in the keto space and the gluten-free space, um, just trying to be innovative within those diets, just so that it's not, it's not stagnant and not stale for our members. I love that. Are there any places that you go that you are looking for that innovation or inspiration, any particular like grocery stores, or do you like look on Instagram for things, or is it really just like inbound? Is there any like things that you like places you out to search? I, um, number one, I watch a lot of food network. Um, I have cable, but I probably shouldn't have cable because the only channel I watch is food network. (laughs) So uh, I do watch a lot of Food Network. I love visiting restaurants. I live in New York City, so it is the best, yeah. uh, the best city for trying new things, looking at new food trends, going to new restaurants. Lots of pop-up restaurants that happen here in New York. Um, so I'm usually exploring there. I do. I'm, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook, looking at things. Um, and then TikTok is a really good one uh, lately. When you look at trends of um, different recipes that people are making or different combinations of things. Uh, I think one of the big ones where we had seen a spike in canned salmon and rice was the the salmon bowl um, where they're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. The the deconstructed sushi bowl where it's like the rice mixed in with the salmon, with the nori sheets, like uh, in the sriracha, like that was uh, we, it was funny because when there's a TikTok trend, we see spikes in some of the uh, ingredients that go into those trends. Oh man. Yeah. It's almost worth having someone like keep an eye on those things. So you can drop in like on the home page, like a product selection. (laughs) We were wondering, like we had pasta that was up, like up in the top page views. And there was like the, the fried pasta TikTok trend, um, (laughs) pasta chips. Um, So that was, that was really interesting. We were just trying to figure out why it was showing up in our, uh, in our top page views, but it was, it was strictly because of that TikTok trend of people doing the pasta chips. Oh my gosh. That's really funny. Yeah. It's like, you're not even necessarily, like you're not putting out the videos, but just because of the consumer Correct. like trends and the trend or yeah, what people are looking at on TikTok, they're coming to you to try those. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, that's good. The um, uh, kind of a 
natural fit because you're you're on the TikTok app and then you just scroll on over to the Thrive Market app and you start buying things that you may have seen the trend. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's great. Are you doing anything with like as a company experimenting with TikTok? Yeah, I mean, there our marketing team has been working with them a little bit. Um, I'm not sure what the traction has been. It's a completely different um, team that, um, but I, I know they've been doing some stuff with TikTok and uh, we have lots of influencers that we work with that are on TikTok, um, Instagram, Facebook, um, and Twitter. Yeah, you know, it's always interesting because some of the, the best successes I've seen haven't actually been from people originating like the content or the movement, but that just like ride the wave of it. <laughs> And right. are like the yeah. right place at the right time. <laughs> exactly. And they, they, they make it their own a little bit. Yeah. Um, exactly. Oh, that's funny. All right. So then for brands who actually do launch on Thrive, are there any thing that you've seen like brands do to stand out to be really successful on the platform? Yeah, we've got a, an internal, what we call our merchandise marketing team. Um, so we have our category managers that decide the products, that vet the products, that are working with the brands on pricing and setting retails um, and then doing some small negotiation for, for marketing. So we've got uh, one, um, one option for auto ship and save. Um, so it's, you can put it on um, a frequency of getting an auto ship to your home um, and you save some additional money. Um, so we ask brands to help fund, fund that for us. Um, and then we've got a pretty robust marketing plan um, that they can, that they can participate in whether it's on-site, special on-site placement, on-site banners, email placement. We do some pretty big promotions throughout the year centered around diets and trends, whether it's a plant-based sale or keto sale, Whole30 sale, which is one of our, our big ones that we do at the beginning of the year, um, our Black Friday sale, our Cyber Monday sales, things like that. So lots of opportunity for them to participate in marketing um, and to get their brands out, but also um, opportunities for content placement with our influencers that we work with and social media, things like that. You know, it's interesting because I know a lot of brands participate in retailer marketing programs, and most of the time they find it to be a waste of money because they don't actually see a lift. But I will say the friends and the founders I've talked to who do that on Thrive actually see a substantial benefit. And so like kudos for having the right formula of being able to just, you know, get products in front of the right consumers when they're ready to buy um, to actually get them to see that brand lift. And I definitely think it's attributed to number one, we have an awesome marketing team, but number two, because we have a, we have a highly curated catalog. Um, It is the, the, the marketing's focused, the, the product assortment is focused. So um, there's not a lot of noise within the marketing plans that they put together. Um, it's very, very much centric towards the brands, very much centric towards the diet. So it's not this um, kind of crazy um, shuffled together marketing plan. Um, it's very focused. That's awesome. So looking into next year, or actually before we get into next year, I want to talk about kind of Black Friday, Cyber Monday, because I know we chat a little bit about that, but um, how, you know, what's Thrive's perspective, I mean, not the Thrive, but like even just like your perspective on that, because I know a lot of brands are doing things like kind of sitting out of Black Friday or just like focusing on their current customers. There's just been this glut of like, um, on one hand, you can get lots of new customers potentially, but it's also really expensive and who knows if those people stick. So there's just been a lot of like controversy around Black Friday. Um, what are you kind of seeing in terms of like how you're approaching it or thinking about it? 
Yeah, I mean, we we've put out a plan. Um, this is our seventh year being uh, around, so we've we've gotten to a, a point where the when we sign up brands for Black Friday and Cyber Monday, we've got some information to back, like what's their performance going to be? How are they going to uh, grow within um, within their categories and in the in Thrive Market itself? Um, so when we approach our brands, we've got lots of internal data to show them what does a participation look like, what's going to be the marketing spend on your side, um, and what's going to be your return on that side. Um, this year, we've actually had um, more brands than ever sign up for our, our Black Friday. Um, uh, I think uh, given the, the retail space now, it's um, a lot of brands are very eager to get out there in front of in front of our members and in front of customers. Um, so it was a natural fit to to now join our Black Friday sale. We've got, uh, I want to say, over 300 brands. Um, more than 70% of our catalog is within our Black Friday sale, which is a very high participation for um, for us. So I love that. And then, what do you? What's next for Thrive going into 2022? You know, we're just continuing to refine the the member experience on our website. Um, we're on the category management side. We're like I said, we're we're looking to really expand into categories that are um, on that um, that journey around the world, so to speak. Um, but also putting our spin on it, um, whether it's looking for um, keto centric products that are that may be Asian focused or um, from a, a, a different area of the world. Um, very much uh, putting our spin, continuing to put our spin on things, um, continue to grow our private label. Um, so always looking for um, new ways to innovate within that space, um, but also looking for ways that we can help our, our brand partners grow as well, um, whether it's um, providing information to them to, to help innovate and um, help us with exclusives within Thrive Market that um, that you can't find anywhere else, whether it's, it's it could be exclusives in terms of differentiation in product or differentiation in pack sizing, um, just ways to um, make Thrive Market stand out from other retailers, uh, but also making sure that we put our spin on everything. That's awesome. Jason, thanks so much for joining me for the podcast today. I definitely really appreciate it and for sharing your insights from your position. So thanks so much. Great. I appreciate it. Thanks very much, Jordan.